0: Hey, it's Mal and Maddie,
1: and Josh, and this is Smatter, Smatter of fact.
0: fact. Just three best friends dabbling and speaking with superficial knowledge on our subjects. In other words, a smattering of facts. Have our first podcast guest on today.
1: It is the Josh, the one they always <laughs> shout out in yes. just about every episode.
0: Yes, we have been very excited. You all know what we're hearing about, but we don't know yet, and we have no idea. He has this whole like notebook over here. <laughs> like... I have
1: a composition notebook that's filled with pages of oh my, my writing. God,
0: that's a lot of writing. That's like it's not even just notes, guys. It's like. It's like you wrote a whole novel over there. <laughs>
1: I took detailed notes. It's detailed notes. Let's see.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's
1: where it ends. And then I wow. have a little scrap of paper somewhere and a couple quotes out of this magazine that also has Ooh. the article. The magazine oh. in question is Michigan History, the March April twenty nineteen issue. Yeah.
0: So this is is this your first podcast experience of like being a voice on the radio?
1: Actually no. I've been on another podcast before the pandemic hit last school year it was a podcast through uh the ferris state bulldog radio network called um i can't think of the name of it it's uh (laughs) celebrity muskrat that's what it was called oh
0: very nice so you're like you're more expert than us because we started this during the pandemic which speaking of it's been pretty much over a year yeah we started in may so the end of may so so happy one year one year thank you josh and my parents for your faithful support
1: (laughs) my favorite podcast to listen to anytime
0: what what has been your favorite episode so far yeah
1: Yeah. i think the vampire episode was really nice because i sent an email about that one (laughs) you did yes because i had some facts and that one and I think the White House ghosts. I, think. Mm, I really like yeah. that one too. That one
0: was yeah. so interesting. That one was so interesting. I um, was listening to a podcast um, that like has been on for several years. It's called "And That's Why We Drink," and they did a whole episode about like White House like ghosts. And but like way before we ever did, but I hadn't heard another podcast like that had done it because um, like we don't we don't really research like our information via other podcasts um right so yeah, it was super interesting. They said a lot of like the same things, and I feel like they missed out on the one about like the soldier who like marches in the grounds oh like, yeah the, the British soldier or whatever mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, good stuff, good stuff yeah, so. What are we talking about today? What smattering are you bringing to the table? More, maybe more than a smattering <laughs> we like...
1: are We are talking about James Strang, the Mormon king of Beaver Island, Michigan.
0: Ooh, we're wow. so we get into Michigan history Michigan Yes history. I guess hence the magazine. yeah, hence that, the magazine.
1: Um, to give some context before I start, Beaver Island is the largest island in the Great Lakes, mm-hmm. and it sits just off the coast of Charlevoix. So, yeah. people who aren't in Michigan, if you hold up your hand, it's the map <laughs> of Michigan. It's like at the top, like
0: kind of near your
1: ring finger. Yeah, like middle of your top, like digit of your ring finger. That's like where Charlotte would have, be.
0: But you gotta have your thumb off to the right side. Yes. Yes. Yes, depending. It doesn't matter which hand. The thumb's always off to the right.
1: It's it's on the western side of the state. It's, it's in the
0: it's in the um, lower peninsula.
1: Yep, it's in the lower peninsula, in. Have any like, of
0: you ever been to Beaver Island? I have not. I have. You have? I think so. Huh. I don't think I have. Probably.
1: There's about I think 600 people that live there year round, and you can only really get there if you have a boat yourself, or there's a ferry from Charlevoix oh. that takes off in transports. Yeah,
0: I want to say that we. Like went out sometime because my family likes to go up there for or at least like when we were kids we'd go like camping and stuff in the up and in that area too um and fun fact this is totally unrelated but one time we were camping in the porcupine mountains in the upper peninsula and so like the lake, lake superior um <laughs> is that yeah yeah superior that connects to wisconsin Um, Wisconsin has this island that's called Madeline Island, and so basically it's my island, and they have little bunny chairs that are made (laughs) out of cast iron. It was a great experience. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Totally unrelated, but it was
1: fun. Still fascinating. Fascinating. Okay, so to start off, James Jesse Strang was born on March 21st, 1813 in Scipio, New York.
0: That was over 200 years ago. Yeah. Wow.
1: Long, long time ago. During um, the War of 1812. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, Scipio, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, it's closest to Syracuse, New York. Okay. It's kind of on the western side of New York State. Um, in his youth, he was very sick. His mother always catered to him and made sure that he never, you know, died. <laughs> Um, well,
0: that's a good motherly thing yeah, to do. So yeah, like she
1: was she was very tender.
0: As a mother, you should make sure your children don't die.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially if you're sickly. Um, but since he was so sick in his youth, as he grew older, if he went out, his mom would make him like record or no. If she left the house and he was there, she'd make him record everything he did and anything he said to anybody.
0: Oh, why?
1: I I don't know. That's what
0: we call a helicopter parent. <laughs> This is a. Although helicopters a, weren't around vintage vintage helicopter were parents. Early it was helicopter a, parent, a Tumbleweed parent? I don't <laughs> know. What? <laughs> like a.
1: a, a uh, uh, he was in school. <laughs> <laughs> he was...
0: I was trying to think of like, a vintage-y an old-fashioned term for. <laughs> like a propeller A, hat. a stagecoach parent. Like.
1: Horse and buggy parent. Horse and
0: buggy. <laughs> Steam engine.
1: No, that's later.
0: Oh my gosh. I don't know history. So it's a good
1: thing you're teaching me. Uh, He was in school until he was 12, but due to his health, um, ill-equipped teachers and short school terms, um, he said that his time in class was closer to like six months total. And I assume he started like when he was five, I'm guessing, like kind of when you're (laughs) old enough to like retain general knowledge. Um, Even though he was only in school until he was 12, he wasn't stupid by any stretch of the imagination. Um, he thought, he thought he was incredibly smart. So, wait,
0: question. When you mean record, like, write down everything? Yeah. So, like, he knew how to, like, write and, like, read, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: But he wasn't, like, stupid by any means. Well,
0: I feel like back then that's, like, already puts you a step above a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see. He studied the works of Thomas Paine, who was the author of Common Sense right before the Revolutionary War. Mm -hmm. And... Tom Tavolny, who's a French philosopher. I he didn't really have any big works I don't think that I saw. It's probably big um, at the time. Yeah. He kept a personal diary um written partly in code, like his own like cipher, his own language that wasn't translated until over 100 years like later, I'm assuming after his death. Or mm-hmm. in his life. Do you
0: want to hear a fun fact? Fun fact. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to it was Maddie and I when we were kids, we made up this whole language. It was like based on was, a hieroglyphic hieroglyphic system. Yes. It was called a quish. So we had we had a sim a symbol, like a symbolic language with like symbols that meant phrases or words. And then we, we had, had a whole alphabet. We had a too. whole alphabet. And we actually ended up using it like in a class that we weren't allowed to write letters or numbers, but we could write symbols. Or drawings. Or drawings. So, like, we were, like, we got this language, yeah. like. And we, like, had it all memorized. It and looks we to, we it to to crazy. We used to write, like, messages to each other. Like, we, we would, would pass, pass notes I, in class have, in our own language. I have, like, notes that we've written. It was pretty huh. sophisticated. It was.
1: That's big brain.
0: We're so. Nerds. We're nerds. So it'd be interesting if, like, one of us became famous and then, like, someone found that that's one That's why day. I save all and of our then, stuff. And then, like, they're like... <laughs> Someday. And then, like, they, like, decode it and they're like, wanna come over to my house today? Yeah. And it's like, that's the message. <laughs> we need to get together soon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Oh, wow. I had to go we, on we that re- bunny trail. We relate to him, him on a personal level. <laughs> What's his name again? John? James. James. Jimmy. Jingleheimer.
1: he thought he was called to be to the likes of caesar and napoleon um and he was sad that by he by the time he reached 19 he was sad that he had not become a state like a state house member oh. or a general
0: 19
1: yeah 19
0: i he, forgot they die young in those days
1: he thought he was going to be a lot more than he was at that age yeah. um when he was 12 he became a baptist and he didn't want to be a farmer like his dad, so he actually studied law and was called to the bar at 23 in New York State.
0: Oh, wow. So this is very, um, Hamilton of him.
1: Very Hamilton. Yeah. Never watched it.
0: <gasps> oh, man. Don't even get <laughs> her started. hurt my soul.
1: Sacrilege. You uh, need
0: to watch it. He
1: was also a county postmaster and edited the local newspaper.
0: Nice. Hey, that was kinda cool. That was kinda cool.
1: Well he was on Beaver Island. He published uh the first newspaper in northern Michigan called the Daily Northern Islander.
0: And an good name.
1: I don't know how long it lasted. Um
0: again, just a smattering.
1: Just a smattering. Yeah. I do have something <laughs> something else written down about him being a postman in a what else? In a baptist or a preacher, or whatever else I said. Lawyer. Postmaster edited the local newspaper. It's from uh, WPR.org, which is like Wisconsin's NPR kind of conglomerate. Um. Um, Written back in October of 2020 by a guy named Miles Harvey. He interviewed the author... No, Miles Harvey is the author of The King of Confidence, A Tale of Utopian Dreamers, Frontier Schemers, True Believers, False Prophets, and The Murder of an American Monarch. (gasps) And in that book, he states that Strang was actually a con man. And right before he left New York State, he sold land that didn't exist in Ohio. And when (laughs) the man came to find Strang, he faked his own death and skipped town.
0: (gasps) Wow. Oh, this is getting juicy. He did all
1: this stuff in New York State, but this author thinks that he was actually a con man and he was like he was smarter than he thought he was and he just played a lot of like
0: it's like a catch me if you can kind of situation
1: yeah just to try and get ahead in life that
0: would be an interesting topic to talk about
1: even though he was a lawyer and did all that stuff back in it's
0: based on a true story I know sorry
1: what catch me if you can Yeah,
0: I got distracted by Leonardo DiCaprio so an easy easy thing to do (laughs) to Um, have happen
1: (laughs) he actually went on to become a Baptist minister um I couldn't find a date that he became a Baptist minister, I assume, after the the age of 12, (laughs) and before he became a Mormon. Well, um, at
0: 12 he became a Baptist, right? Yeah. So maybe that's when he became a Baptist minister. (laughs) Uh,
1: That would be... I wouldn't listen to him personally, but...
0: Seems like if he chose to become a Mormon, he didn't have much success as
1: a Baptist minister. Um... He actually left, I guess the he quit being a Baptist and became a Mormon in February of 1844. He joined the Latter-day Saints Church. Um but in 1843 he moved from New York to Burlington, Wisconsin, and he followed his first wife's family over there. Oh, cool. huh. Um
0: How many wives did he have?
1: I think altogether he had 5. <gasps> oh my. By the time my... he died he had 5?
0: Wow. Um
1: but at Collectors. this at this point before he joined Right up uh, until it? he moved to Beaver Island, he was a monogamist, and then oh, after uh, he established himself, ask, like, he became a polygamist. Yeah, I was just going
0: to ask about
1: that. Um, he in 1844 he went to Nauvoo, Illinois, N A U V O O, I think it's how it's pronounced. Okay. Um, he met the founder of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, Joseph Smith and he was actually ordained an elder by smith they had only known each other for a couple months i think they met in like february in like just a few short months um smith ordained him as an elder
0: when was the the i don't the mormon church like founded what is it called the
1: i think it was founded in the 1830s i want to say so
0: probably pretty shortly after it was founded uh, like, at 15
1: It was pretty well established. Years? I think I read it was, like, roughly founded in New York, but their hub at the time was Nauvoo, Illinois. Like, okay. Joseph Smith, okay. like, that was, like, the hub for the church at the time. Gotcha. Um, but he was ordained an elder and gained Smith's favor. Or no. Yeah, he was...
0: He gained his favor and then was ordained an elder?
1: <laughs> I think so. Okay. Gain, gained the favor and ordained an elder, not by Smith... Not by Joseph, but by his brother Hiram, who is like mm. one of the, yeah. I, w- I want to say they call him apostles, maybe? Apostles are like yeah. one of the people that witnessed Joseph Smith, like finding the golden plates yeah. that decreed Mormon or he took for Mormonism. Um, But he was ordained by Hiram on March 3rd, but he was baptized by Joseph on February 25th, 1844. And shortly after all of that, um, he was sent forth to establish the Mormon stake at Voree, Wisconsin. And I read that Voree was Oriatown at the time, or he actually founded the town. Interesting. Hmm. And Voree, I think, is like middle southern part of Wisconsin, like closer towards Illinois.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and then shortly after, I think like in June maybe, uh, Smith was shot by an anti-Mormon mob in Carthage, Illinois and died. Oh. Cool. And that leads, let's see, that leads to um, all the leaders, or a lot of the leaders in the Latter-day Saints Church to claim the right to lead the church, like Brigham Young Mm -hmm. is is Mm -hmm. the big one you always hear about. Um, Brigham Young and Sidney Rigdon were the two that were really vying for that spot after Smith died. Um, uh, Brigham Young was president of Smith's Twelve Apostles, and I read and wrote they're similar to like Jesus's Twelve Apostles. Mm -hmm. I think that's how they kind of structured it. Um, uh, Joseph's brother William was also an apostle. He -hmm. was one of the Hmm. Um, twelve. Rigdon was a member of Smith's first presidency. And a first presidency is like the head of the church. Like they're in charge of...
0: Like a deacon or something like that. Yeah,
1: or like a head pastor, I guess. Mm -hmm. They're kind of in charge of like anything church related, like in a town. And the apostles... And the 70, which is uh, like a priesthood office, like a lower mm-hmm. priesthood office, they monitor, like, all the stuff that happens, like, in the area outside of the church. Okay. It, it got really confusing.
0: <laughs> Sounds a little confusing, but I'm tracking so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so um, Brigham and Sydney um, both wanted that position that Joseph left. And so they actually had a debate um, and Brigham Young actually beat Sidney Rig- Rigdon in the debate leading Brigham Young to kind of ascend to be like the the next leader of the Latter-day Saints church. Um, for three years, Strang wanted, James wanted, um wanted to debate Brigham Young like Brigham and Sidney did. But Brigham just denied him, just straight up said, nope, uh, <laughs> you're not important enough. I don't <laughs> care. I'm not going to debate you. So he did that for three years until he moved to Utah and just said forget it. Utah. Where he moved out to Salt Lake City and then Rigdon um with his smaller group moved to Pennsylvania.
0: Interesting. Doesn't Pennsylvania. Utah have like a big Mormon population? Yes.
1: Yeah. That's, that's kinda that that's where that's the hub. Yeah, that's right. the hub now. It it was with Smith in Illinois. And then yeah. when he died, Brigham became that leader and brought it to Utah. Yeah,
0: that's what I was wondering.
1: And so, um, Strang had no rep or calling like his rivals did, but he didn't really like put in the towel, I guess. He's like, I don't care if no one knows who I am or mm-hmm. if I done anything, like I am, I want to be the next leader. And the 12 apostles actually published a notice in like, I think their, the like a Mormon publication they sent mm-hmm. out at that time. And, uh, they sent a notice that Strang was actually excommunicated from, <laughs> from the church. They said, "Yeah, you're just not a part of us anymore." It's just like a formal Bye. like
0: excommunication.
1: Yeah. And so, um, Strang publicly said that the church excommunicated him without trial, which was illegal within the church. Like that was a rule that oh. if you were going to get excommunicated, you had to like be like, tried first. Before like
0: the apostles or whatever. Yeah,
1: the high court of Mormonism, I guess.
0: Wow. That's and, like harsh.
1: Yeah. But he actually for a weird reason started to attract a following. And he ended up, um, bef- I think, before he moved to Beaver Island, he got Joseph's brother William and their own mother Lucy to like join his cause, like to join his church.
0: So, was he like still practicing Mormonism when he like did, or he like branched off and like started his own kind of like vein of it or something? He
1: kind of, he kind of branched off like you have like the standard church of jesus christ of latter day yes. saints at that time but then like brigham's faction they called them like brighamites and right. rigdon they called them like rigdonites right. and they called james's like sect like strangeites mm. so that's kind of how they broke it up interesting but they did form like eventually they formed different parts of like sure. different churches like joseph smith's son joseph smith the 3rd started the reorganized church mm. <laughs> in like the 1860s or 70s gotcha so they have like it's really weird yeah
0: so it's not as straightforward as it might seem no okay
1: it seems straightforward but when you like look into it it's confusing
0: yeah okay that's interesting i mean i feel like that's kind of how it is like anytime there's like a split in like a religious group like someone when the split happens takes people with them Right. It kind of becomes, like, another leader of, like, this little sect of...
1: I guess you could compare it to, like, the Protestant Reformation with mm-hmm. Martin Luther. Because yeah. everyone was Catholic, and then Martin Luther came along and said, yeah. I don't like you have to, like, pay money to the church in order to go to heaven. If you yeah. do good, you should be able to go. So he had the Protestant yeah. Reformation. and Yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: And so um, he started gaining a following, and String actually produced... A letter from smith saying that strang was the successor of the church like he just pulled it out of his butt one day and said hey i have this and of <laughs> course like rigged and bring him and anybody else were like no <laughs> how'd you get that letter we
0: actually uh, excommunicated you formally so
1: yeah okay how, how can you produce a letter um the letters and why
0: wouldn't you have shown it to us earlier
1: right uh, it stated that an angel ordained strang from the moment Smith died. Or wait, yeah, that an angel came and said, "Like Strang, you're you're the leader." Like the moment Smith was shot and killed, wow. Um, and typically, the president of the Latter Day Saints Church has to be appointed by angels, mm-hmm. which I don't know how that works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like
1: unless you someone get a...
0: could just be like, "Oh yeah." this angel visited me yeah no one else witnessed it
1: but um the letter was postmarked nine days before smith died and strang had a witness to claim it and that it all happened before smith's death but how why would smith say i'm gonna make you the leader if he doesn't know he's gonna die yeah like why would he give it up while he was still alive that's interesting
0: hmm That is interesting.
1: And the letter, it's still around. It's actually at Yale, and you can view it if you ever go to Yale.
0: A mystery letter.
1: Um, Strang also found three tiny metal plates near Voree called the Voree plates. Um, I think he tried to make it similar to the three golden plates Joseph Smith found Mm. that he deciphered um, that led to the founding of Mormonism. Right. So James tried to say that he found these plates but anything that i read they they either didn't really exist or he just made it up mm-hmm. or um someone made them for him and then they just disappeared after like 1900 like there's no record of where these plates went he just said i have these plates they were around and then they disappeared right.
0: that's kind of sketchy it's like if that is like like a big part of this whole thing yeah you would imagine that that would be like a very closely guarded like Yeah. Like, very cherished, like, item. That was really nice. Not something that can just, like, disappear.
1: And I found that Strang kind of followed, he kind of did things in his own church, like, that reflected Joseph Smith, like, these plates. Mm. Like, Joseph had plates that made, that founded Mormonism and made him the leader of Mormonism. I'm going to make my own plates, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to find these plates Mm -hmm. that say... Oh, hey, I should be the next leader. Did
0: he have, like, a name for, like, his thing, or did he think it was a continuation of, like, Joseph Smith's, like...
1: I think he thought it was a continuation okay. of Joseph's in his own, like... He, I mean, it was his own sect, but he thought he was the true... Right, right. ...leader.
0: Which they all probably did.
1: Yeah, they did. Um. Yep, I wrote, Similar to three golden plates found by Smith, translated to the Book of Mormon. Okay. And that these tin plates... Um, only Smith could translate them, no one else could, it was was in a language that only he understood, so that, of course, that made him the leader, that made him the successor. It'll be
0: hard to know what they say if you don't know how to read them.
1: Yeah, he did translate them, quote unquote translate, and it told of uh, of an ancient American ruler named Raja Manchu of Vorito. So he said the plates, plus the letter, made him the successor to the church, not Brigham Young. And of course, hmm. Young didn't care.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. Hmm.
1: And the plates also claim that Voree, Wisconsin, not Salt Lake Valley, as the gathering place for the church.
0: Interesting. But then he didn't stay in Wisconsin?
1: No, he didn't. He didn't hmm. stay in Voree.
0: Interesting. If it was the gathering place, he would think
1: Right. Um that you should say that. And I think when Smith found his golden plates to found Mormonism and translate to the Book of Mormon, he had other Mormon like witnesses, like people that believed him, bear witness to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I think they're called like the first founders or something. Like the little, I think one of them includes Joseph's brother, and I think Brigham Young that like mm-hmm. bore witness to this event that Joseph Smith had. Um, but Strang had. Non-Mormons verify his plates, and one of them was Christopher Latham Scholes, and he was the inventor of the first practical typewriter.
0: <gasps> I love typewriters. Weirdly enough. Wow. Small world. Small world.
1: So after the, the plates and after the plates and letters, around twelve thousand people like said, "Yeah, I believe James in what he teaches."
0: They were like, "Yeah, this non-Mormon who invented the typewriter." said so that, so
1: we have that to believe we, james it's
0: obviously true
1: um he wanted to put he wanted to make a second stake of zion and that was established on beaver island in 1848
0: so what's a stake? What, what is that i think
1: he wanted to like establish a new
0: is it just like a marker or some sort of temple or something um
1: i think from what I gather, Zion kind of like a holy place. Okay. I, I think I mean, of like the Garden of Eden, and he wanted to establish like like a new kingdom of God or sure. like.
0: I think I've heard of that before. Yeah, yeah.
1: So he established it on Beaver Island in 1848. In um, those who supported Strang, there's actually quite a number of big people like within the church at the time that followed him, including Book of Mormon witnesses, John and David Whitmer. Martin Harris, Hiram Page Apostles, John E. Page William E. McClellan and William Smith which is Joseph's brother Mm -hmm. and then the Nauvoo stake president um, William Marks I think is what I wrote and Bishop George Miller and then Joseph Smith's mom Lucy and three of Smith's sisters also like followed Strange's teachings and the mayor of Nauvoo, Illinois, John C. Bennett. Interesting. And so while Smith was still in the area, or not Smith, uh, Strang was still in that area around Mm -hmm. Illinois, Wisconsin, um, John C. Bennett created the Halcyon Order of the Illuminati, which I have no clue what that is. Must be (laughs) he wanted to create some secret society within Mormonism.
0: Interesting. (laughs) Interesting.
1: And that Strang was the imperial primate.
0: Aren't there... (laughs) First off, what a what a title, but aren't there like some conspiracy theories about like people who are a, like a secret society within the Church of Latter-day Saints? I'm not sure. I'm pretty, I don't know exact, don't quote me exactly, but I'm pretty sure that there's some conspiracy theory about like the secret society that exists. Hmm. Probably. I'll have to look into it. We'll get back to you. If it's good we'll do an episode
1: on it. <laughs> uh John Bennett actually fell into disfavor with Smith and he was expelled or not Smith, sorry, Strang, James Strang. He fell into disfavor and was expelled by Strang in 1847. So he only followed James for a little bit, created this weird order and uh Strang said, "Nope, bye. Not happening." <laughs> Um, Strang's church actually had a high turnover rate and all the all the people that I listed except for George Miller left before James died in 1856. Interesting. Um, John Page departed in July of 1849 and said that Strang had uh, dictatorial tendencies.
0: Oh. Um.
1: And that's a little foreshadowing to what goes on on Beaver Island.
0: Oh, I'm so intrigued. There's like so much. Juicy I need to know what story. happened on Beaver Island. <laughs> uh, Did Harris... he become a dictator of the beavers after being the whatever of the primate king of the beavers? No,
1: he didn't. Wait, are
0: there beavers on Beaver Island?
1: There might have been. There
0: probably was, or maybe it was part of a trade route for beaver pelts. I think that too that could be part of it, maybe. Mm-hmm. But there probably was beavers there, or aren't? S- or... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Like, what's the one island with all the kiwi birds on it? What?
1: Like a ki- not in Michigan. New no, I know Zealand? it's not in Michigan.
0: Is it New Zealand? I don't know. I don't remember, like, the name of the island, though. Does Beaver Island have beavers? I just want to know why ah. it was called Beaver Island. French explorers called it Ile du Castor for the beavers, which are casteurs, Uh found there, and a French settlement abandoned in 1603 was one of the earliest in the area. In 1847, the religious leader, Jesse, or James Jesse Strang, took over the island for his Mormon colony. Perfect. So, yes, full circle. There were beavers. (gasps) Is that where castor oil comes from? I have no idea. Because they're called castor, like beaver, I mean, is castor in French? I have no idea.
1: All I know is that castor oil is disgusting from watching Tom and Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Where was I? Okay, another one of um his followers left. Harris. Let's see. Martin Harris, one of the yep, one of the Book of Mormon witnesses. Mm-hmm. Martin Harris left by January of 1847 after a failed mission to England, and then Hiram Page Wait, and, wait.
0: What do you mean a failed mission to England?
1: Like, you know how you go on like missions trips? Like the ladder, but like, like, what
0: made it failed? Like, the boat sank?
1: Like, I think like, he just, like, happened? no one followed, like, no one decided <gasps> to follow the teachings of Mormon or, like, James's, like, teachings. They were like,
0: nah, we're good. Because,
1: like, the Mormon church does a lot of, like, missionary work. Yeah. Like, you get the kids knocking on your door asking if you know what the Book of Mormon is, like, once a year.
0: So I thought that really. was more, like, um, no, Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness. Witness. Well, that would be more for this area, but. Um, yeah, I, I had some people yeah. knock on my door once. No, but there's, they also send out like the people once, I think it's like once they graduate from high school Yeah. on like a two to four year well, Yeah, because we know, yeah. Someone, yeah, who we know someone who did that. So.
1: Yep. So I think just, um, Martin Harris just wasn't able to make it in England and spread Mormonism there. <laughs> and then Hiram Page and the Whitmer brothers left around the same time, um, a lot of defections were due to Strang's sudden approval of polygamy. So like when he first got to Beaver Island it was it was fine. Like
0: He was like only one.
1: Only one. And then after a while he decided to become a polygamist.
0: So wait, sorry. So is he like the one that kind of started that whole like stereotype
1: of uh, like Mormonism? No, that's Brigham Young's version of Mormonism. <laughs> oh. That that actually had like polygamy as a okay. staple. Um
0: Sister Wives. Strang
1: op- opposed
0: There's like a whole show about that. Okay.
1: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh Strang opposed polygamy at first, um and he was yeah, he became one of its strongest advocates in eighteen forty eight. He ended up marrying five wives including his original his original wife Mary and he ended up having fourteen children. By each of his so what
0: kids. made him change his mind an how, angel came to him or how would you feel as the first wife you're married for so long and he's like no you can only have one wife only one husband or whatever that all of a sudden he's like mm, no it's okay we're gonna have four more like I don't even know how you like manage that I I, I would have a hard enough time keeping track of like one person much less like five That's people crazy yeah and then you could have, like, like five babies kids? at once, like... Or more if people had twins. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. It's <sighs> not my thing. Um,
0: <laughs> it just sounds stressful to me. Like, why... It sounds stressful. Why have that unneeded stress?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Um, he... Yep, five wives, 14 children between those five wives only 14 only 14
0: I feel it like I know that's a little low I feel for I know one person that has had like 14 kids like yeah yeah um
1: yeah I mean my grandfather was one of 18
0: oh 18 (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was the highest like I've ever heard my mom has
1: a picture and it's all the kids and my grandfather is like I think in his early 20s and his youngest brother is sitting on my uh, grand on my great-grandfather's lap and he was like a toddler
0: Oh my gosh, I I just cannot imagine.
1: My mom that makes my figured, body hurt. My yeah. mom figured that my great grandmother must have had one child, at least one child every year, and yeah. like as soon as she had one, she got pregnant with another. And I oh, think at one most, point she had you're, twins. You're, you're they were most, busy.
0: You're yeah. most fertile after you've had a kid, so. <laughs> yikes
1: i don't know how she did it like both of my great-grandparents look like they're in their 60s in that photo too so i don't know oh how my gosh i don't know how that worked
0: I, wow it's, it's a nice I...
1: <laughs> and i would just like to note they're not mormon okay not Mormon. <laughs>
0: yeah that's good to know because you never know
1: <laughs> um early disciples of james's um a sect of mormonism um they viewed the monogamous balance to Brigham young's polygamous version of mormonism so mm-hmm. they're like well we don't like Polygamy. This guy, we don't know this guy, but we'll follow him just because we can have one wife. (laughs) Yeah. Um. And it ended up costing Strang and his organization like dearly. Like it really hurt them in the future after that. Yeah, (laughs) I bet. He claimed that it was far from enslaving, but liberating, and it will elevate women.
0: Mm, That always the argument.
1: It allows them to pick best possible mates by their standards. And they did not have to pick, um, like less than suitable suitors or gentlemen, due to the lack of the better. <laughs> but the best, even though he could already be married.
0: I mean. So if
1: there's a if man and a woman are married, and this woman's like, man, he he could really give my kids some good genes. Like we could really make athletes.
0: So never mind. <laughs> he he made just, it.
1: James said, "Do it."
0: Like. So- so like I'm just wondering kind of like, like what marriage means to them then. Yeah, cuz like then it's like you could just like be like in a relationship un- like outside of your marriage looking to get into Well, it's marriage. like what's the point of having a marriage then? Yeah, like why not just why not just everyone be friends with everyone? <laughs>
1: Because I guess marriage is a holy thing within Christianity, so they still wanted to keep that portion of it. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, keep uh, some kind of quote-unquote godliness to it all.
0: I just... It's just so many questions. So many, like... It makes me... like. It just, I'm just like... Mm, I don't know. Maybe it made sense to them. It Maybe made it made sense to them. It, it must have made sense to it them. It must make sense, because people like, still do it today, but I, I just, just can't wrap my head around that I know women can get jealous I feel like that's a lot of hormones to be dealing with at one time
1: so I'm gonna go on to I wrote down all of his wives and how old he was when they whenever they married um (laughs) but I also wrote here at the bottom uh, because his idea of Mormonism went from monogamy to polygamy Mm -hmm. he also practiced baptism of the dead which in a modern sense is like say like my my dad dies but he doesn't get baptized i would get baptized for him and then he that, that's like a baptism of the dead okay
0: well i was really confused oh, so you don't was, baptize the dead body i was gonna say I was like, they, wait, they okay, might they hear like, but this is like the
1: modern okay like okay. the modern take oh, of baptism okay, okay, of okay, the dead okay. is getting like someone else to do it for the deceased
0: i was just really picturing like like but in I, a, a dead body and just like, <laughs> dunking it in Lake Michigan. <laughs> like, that might be
1: what they did. That I, I don't know. crazy.
0: That's a choice.
1: And they also practiced animal sacrifice, but not mm-hmm. for the atonement of sin, but for celebrations.
0: What kind of animals? Beavers. Beavers. I, 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 <laughs> I, I
1: assume beaver. like maybe like sheep or lambs yeah, or yeah, your standard sheep, animal p- sacrifice fare.
0: Cows. Oh, Probably
1: whatever they had. Not a housework pet.
0: beavers. <laughs> Just like a dog that's a little too annoying that week. Stop! That's horrible. <laughs> that is horrible. So, beavers.
1: James's first wife was Mary. I did not write down her maiden name for whatever reason. Um, they were married on November 20th, 1836. James was 23 and Mary was 18 they actually separated in 1851 while they were on beaver island but they legally stayed married until he died
0: Interesting. do you think it had to do with him suddenly wanting oh <laughs> well,
1: this was a this was a couple of years after he did his whole switch to polygamy this is well, like yeah that she has something
0: to do with that
1: Probably. Probably. Um, his second I mean, that's wife.
0: That's what I was saying. Like, yeah. how would you feel if all of a sudden he's like, your no, husband is just like? She may I have want, gotten
1: tired of his antics too. I
0: want more wives. She might have gotten tired of his antics. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, that sounds like a lot of antics. A lot of antics. His... Especially if he was a con man. <laughs> oh
1: that's the only source that he was a con man was this okay. wpr book okay. hmm. um hmm. but his second wife was elvira eliza field
0: elvira elvira that is a name. wow i've never heard that before I'm never.
1: besides elvira mistress of the dark
0: i don't know what that what is. is that a band or something no oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's never so mind. disappointed in us
1: They were married on July 13th, 1849. James was 36, and uh, Elvira was 19. Oh,
0: that's more of a jump. (laughs) And
1: actually, Elvira disguised herself as his nephew, Charlie J. Douglas, until 1850.
0: (gasps) What? Wait, for, wait, For a good
1: year, she disguised herself and said, oh yeah, I'm his nephew, that's why we're living in the same house.
0: Oh, so this was when he was trying to make the transition, trying to convince Uh, everyone. I think so,
1: or that he was just, like, waiting to see if it was okay, and then he's like, surprise, I got a second one. We've
0: actually been married for a while. It's crazy. She's actually my nephew. Who was doing the marrying?
1: Uh, I assume there might have been a minister that did it, or he just did it himself. I don't know.
0: How can you do that? How can you do it yourself? Maybe an angel did it. Yeah, Maybe. Or
1: his other wife. A beaver did it. His
0: other wife did it. uh,
1: That's horrible. His third wife was Betsy McNutt. I love that. They were married on January 19th, 1852. Uh, James was 39 and Betsy was 31, so it's a little more acceptable.
0: Betsy McNutt.
1: Uh, His fourth wife was Sarah... Adelia Wright. They were married on July fifteenth, eighteen fifty-five, and James was forty-two, and Sarah was nineteen.
0: Mm. Well, you gotta have like young so they can make children. I He's kind of getting up there. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't like be marrying someone your own age at that point because then they can't have like, yeah, but kids 42. forty-two. I'm just yes. saying. I'm trying to like. You're trying to, I'm justify
1: just trying, it. to like, trying to
0: understand from history. I tried yeah, to justify it, it, I just said no. <laughs> I'm just trying to be like, well, why would he say Well choose it was also person? let's let's put that in context. It was also the mid eighteen hundreds.
1: That is true.
0: So there's that. I mean it's not today.
1: Sarah yep. <laughs> after James um died, Sarah remarried and decades after the the whole Beaver Island thing and she got remarried, she divorced her second husband due to his interest in polygamy.
0: <laughs> she said, I'm not being a sister wife no more.
1: Nope. The fifth and final wife of James Strang was Phoebe Wright, and they were married on October 27th, 1855, a uh, little less than a year before his death.
0: Wait, the same last name as the other chick?
1: They were cousins. <gasps>
0: <gasps> Sarah and
1: Phoebe were cousins.
0: The tea.
1: James was 42 and Phoebe was 18. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> no. Sarah was quoted as saying... Well, at least none of
0: them were, like, actually underage. No. Yeah, so, I mean, there's that. that. But just the because age gap is a little... There's no child brides. So. No.
1: Um, Sarah actually said that Strang was a mild-spoken person and very kind to his family. Each wife had their own bedroom, but they shared meals and devotional time together. Oh, sister wives, uh, Phoebe and James's.
0: Saying... <laughs> Why? That's what they were. They were. Sister they were. Wives. Like... I know. But you I don't said know them, like, if 10 he like. Times. I
1: don't know if he had his own bedroom and he just like rotated, or if he just went to yeah, like, like, a different you... bedroom each night. He should have had, like, oh seven my gosh. Phone <laughs> Crazy. Um. Phoebe and James's daughter, Eugenia, in 1936, said that her mom felt dissatisfied after eight months of marriage, but actually loved James all of her life.
0: Oh. Well. So I
1: think these women did love him. He must have been a charismatic guy, but.
0: Well, so was Ted Bundy. So I'm just saying. <laughs> well, yeah. I bet so, they called her Genie, Eugenia.
1: Maybe.
0: That's really kind of cute.
1: So I think I said, maybe I didn't say, I think they moved, they must have, I think, yeah, I think I said, yep, 1848 was when they moved to Beaver Island and okay. had put their second stake in Zion. And in on July 8th, 1850, Strang was crowned by his counselor and his prime minister, George Adams, as uh, he never called himself the King of Beaver Island. But he claimed to be the king of his church, and he thought it was the true kingdom of God. So he he was the king of that, not of the island itself. People called him that afterward.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha.
1: 300 people witnessed his coronation. He wore a bright red flannel robe and a crown made of tin.
0: Wait. Uh, I... Why a robe? My mom has a robe king. like that. She has, has a red flannel robe. He's
1: a king. He's a king. Kings gotta have robes. Oh
0: oh oh! Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> this <thinking laughs> looks like a bathrobe. No. But like a flannel.
1: It was probably the material yeah. they had.
0: Oh. It was probably like big and flowy. Yeah. Like that. Um, I'd like to see a picture. They didn't have Gucci I back then.
1: Right <laughs> and he had a crown made of tin. And uh, some sources say it had like glass stars on the front of it, like oh, make it a little cutie. fancy.
0: <laughs> Why is his forehead so big?
1: <laughs> Male pattern baldness is serious, That's true. even back then. King. He also wore a breastplate and had a wooden scepter.
0: Wow! So he was nice. he, he was a
1: king. Um. Like I said, he never claimed to be the king of Beaver Island, instead claimed to be the king of his church that he thought was the true kingdom of God. His kingdom did not replace um, U.S. rule over the island, but because his his seat was a main religious body, most of the inhabitants on Beaver Island, he assert, asserted authority over because they all moved with him to Beaver Island. So. Oh, yeah he asserted his authority over those people but not like the the physical location. So that was still under US law.
0: When did Michigan become a state? 18, 18 20,
1: 30, 20,
0: 26 26 I
1: always think it's 36.
0: Michigan. So was Beaver Island always part of Michigan like that yes. this was it part of like they just like let him do this? Yeah. The state of Michigan?
1: Well, they they soon finally I'm I'm getting to that. Oh,
0: oh, sorry. So. <laughs> Don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> oh 1837 oh. we're so off 1837 it's oh it's january 20, it's a twenty-sixth. january
1: twenty-sixth. that's where the 26 came yeah in michigan actually was delayed becoming a state because of their dispute with ohio over the toledo strip yep so once, and then
0: we found the up so huh yep
1: yeah, they got toledo <laughs> Sorry, we got we got three fourths of the Not upper Wisconsin, peninsula ohio
0: I know, but we took the UP because people think that it, like, should belong to uh, Wisconsin. No. Nobody could. No. No. It doesn't. Whatever. Sorry. That's why I said sorry, Wisconsin. Sorry, not sorry.
1: So, Strang and a lot of his followers on the island were accused of appropriating property and revenue for the church and just claimed it to be theirs and not who he <laughs> called the uh, Gentiles. He called people who weren't Mormons Gentiles.
0: Yeah. I mean... A common term for so
1: he did not make a lot of non-mormon friends on the island because he just <laughs> land grabbed basically
0: yeah, don't say uh,
1: a lot of the strange strangeites as they're called lived in fear of what the gentiles would do and some of the followers were would actually get beat up while oh. going to the post office to get their mail Oh. or like the like the gentiles whenever i say gentiles i'm doing quotes for the people listening <laughs> um they actually would, we, like... You
0: could hear the air quotes in your <laughs> voice.
1: They would... Some of the Gentiles would rob the homes and, like, seize the houses of the oh. of the Mormons while, like, the Mormon men were away, like, going into town and stuff. Oh, oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> just, like, the six wives and they're like, no. Yeah. It's
1: our house. Uh, July 4th, 1850, so four days before his coronation um, to become king... A drunken mob vowed to kill or drive out all the Strangites from Beaver Island. But they submitted when Strang fired a cannon he secretly acquired. (laughs) Don't know how he got a cannon, but man's had a cannon.
0: Wow.
1: He fired it at the crowd and they're like, cool, keep doing your thing, chief.
0: (laughs) Yes, sir. Probably from the war. From the battles.
1: So, uh, former followers who were kicked out or left um, actually... Told a lot of main like mainlanders, like these exaggerated stories of James and like his all of the stuff he was doing on Beaver Island, like ex- overly exaggerated all of like his claims and stuff that he mm. did. Um I don't think the canon was exaggerated, but uh one of the people that were telling these stories was um his former prime minister, George Adams. <laughs> and um These stories eventually reached the ear of then-president Millard Fillmore.
0: Millard.
1: Fillmore sent U.S. District Attorney George Bates to investigate it, and um, he finally got him to go in May of 1851. Bates showed up to Beaver Island on the USS Michigan, which was a naval vessel at the time. Great name. Great name. Um, James was accused of treason, counterfeiting, trespassing, theft, and other crimes. (laughs) Bates arrested Strang hauled him to detroit to stand trial somehow james won the trial like he defended himself successfully and got it like didn't get charged with anything <laughs> well
0: he was a lawyer wasn't he
1: yeah he was it probably helped probably. but like but that's he somehow hard. beat a district attorney at his own game
0: wow i bet that district attorney feels really bad about himself
1: <laughs> So he won the trial, and he used that press to increase his following, but he also managed to run, and he ended up winning a seat on the Michigan State Legislature in 1853.
0: Finally.
1: <laughs> so he was a state legislator. He was, he was elected in 1853, and then I think again in 1855, but he died in 1856. So. How did he die? We'll get to that. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Keeping it vague. Keeping it vague. Um, during his tenure... As a House representative, he introduced 10 bills. Five of, of them passed. Oh. Don't know what those bills were. Um, I think one of them was, um, when he was re-elected in 1855, one of those bills was help organizing the northern lower peninsula into its various counties and townships, huh. including Beaver Island and all the surrounding islands on it, plus north and south Manitou Island mm-hmm. near Traverse City, yep. into their own county called Manitou County. Wow. Because I think at that time they were... Let's see. Uh, Yep, at that time Beaver Island was a part of Emmett County, which is still a county in Michigan. That's Mm -hmm. where Mackinac is. Mm -hmm. Um, So he ended up forming uh, Manitou County. And... He also fought against the illegal practice of trading liquor to Native Americans because that was a big popular thing in that time. Oh yeah, I can um, imagine! And it was common to uh, dilute the liquor and then mix it with contaminants, probably to poison the Native Americans oh, no. and sell it back to them at a high price.
0: Oh, that's rude!
1: So he he that's fought against bad. that. Like one of the saving graces about this man was he actually like didn't want to kill all the Indians or Native Americans and um
0: that is one one point for james
1: strang strang (laughs) he was uh people said he was actually a dedicated and caring politician that he really cared for the state and like to better the people um
0: or was it all just an act
1: all just a con (gasps) just
0: a con who knows
1: um, the paper, the Detroit advertiser testified to his good character and wrote a little burb about him saying how nice he was and like how dedicated to his position he was. And he just wasn't oh. using it for nefarious purposes. Oh. Um, but because he, uh, fought against that practice of trading liquor to native Americans with contaminants and selling to high, to them to high prices, it actually, uh, made a lot of people mad, among the gentile community on beaver island and mackinaw island who those people actually profited from it yeah and it seems strange if you look at a map like beaver island is on the western side of the state in lake michigan and then mackinaw island is on the eastern side yeah like in like huron but I i i looked it up And when Beaver Island was a part of Emmett County, Emmett County was its own county, but, like, it answered to the authority of Mackinac County, which Uh is what Mackinac Island was a part of. Uh So they were, like, all connected. So, like, anything James did, it affected people on Mackinac Island.
0: Right, right. Crazy. I love Mackinac Island, too. We just put hand soap in our bathroom. That's from the Grand Hotel. Wow, oh. geranium, geranium. scented. My mom got, me, got it for me like probably like three or four years ago. Thanks. Oh. Do you just not use soap? No, I do. I just was. No, she uses the estimation. hand
1: lotion. That's yeah. Don't yeah. Use, don't mix it up <laughs> for
0: the hand lotion. The hand lotion is also from the Grand Hotel, isn't it? No, I think it is. It's not. It says Grand. It says like whatever. I don't think it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, we'll look later.
1: So, like I said, everybody thought James was this really caring politician, but on Beaver Island, his rule was more tyrannical than people actually realized, like mainlanders. Um, he order, he eventually, as the years went on, he became more tyrannical, and eventually he would order men flogged in public for a variety of things, like drunken uh, drunk in public or adultery. So he'd just have people getting speech uh, Oh, fe-
0: uh, uh, wait a second!
1: <laughs> if you're not married and you fool around with a with a woman, it's adultery. But it's fine if you're married.
0: And have more than one. If wife. you're married yes. and you're fool, wait, that is adultery. You fool
1: around with a non-married woman, or a woman that's married to another man.
0: Well, he was married to another woman, and yeah, he- and he like got married to another woman.
1: Yes. So it's that's okay. the legal loophole.
0: <laughs> oh, whoa, it's all coming together. <laughs>
1: Um, but he was, uh, they were flogged for a variety of things, including drunk in public and adultery and probably theft and whatever else you could think of. He also excommunicated anyone who fell out of his good graces. Um, and he eventually, I had that power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he eventually banned coffee, tea, alcohol, and tobacco tea? on the island. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's
0: caffeine in it. Not all tea has caffeine. Maybe tea back then. Maybe too. all the tea back then. Too. Chocolate has caffeine in it, though. Did he ban chocolate? I don't, know. Uh, I don't think so. He had to have it for his five wives. I mean, they
1: <laughs> when <it>? they get <laughs> a little cranky, they, they, they
0: sync up, you know? Yeah, oh my gosh. And,
1: they, and he also passed laws over how men and women could dress on the island. How do they have to dress? I didn't find anything about how they dressed. Just that he <laughs> stated they had to dress a certain way.
0: Nothing skimpy. Don't show the ankles. Mm-mm. Or the shoulders.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, or oh,
0: those
1: wrists. <laughs> so relations between the Gentiles and the Strangeites were getting uh, very strained. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and, a, and gunshots were exchanged on multiple occasions between the two groups. And the most notable was July 13th, 1853, and it's oh, known as the battle... It's of his
0: anniversaries. Is it? Yeah. It is? Yeah, it's like his fourth wife or third wife.
1: You're paying attention more than I am, and I'm reading it. July 15th. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His second wife, Elvira.
0: Elvira. Oh.
1: On their anniversary. How
0: romantic.
1: (laughs) He wasn't a part of this. He's like,
0: I fought a war for you. (laughs) He
1: wasn't a part of it, just like people in his group were. Um, It was known as the Battle of Pine River. No one died, but uh, people did get injured from the gunfighting. Um, so Mormons came to the mainland to find two families that left Beaver Island. Um, like, the fishermen and the locals were defending these families and, like, didn't want the Mormons to find them. Um, and the Mormons said they were trying to find the families and bring them in for stealing, like, like justice for stealing. Um, it's debated on who shot first. Strang said that the fishermen did while the Mormons were getting on their boats. And then, apparently, like, the fishermen were going to try and, like, frame it on somebody else and like or make the mormons look bad because they died um but the fisherman said it was one mormon named jonathan pierce who was like um one of Strange's like bigger men that kind of roughed around people Mm -hmm. if if they needed it um he was mad they didn't find the families and wanted to prove that they weren't cowards and so he fired his pistol and shot a kid named lewis gabo (laughs) Lewis was hitting the calf and the fishermen thought he died and fired back and they drove the Mormons from the mainland shore back to Beaver wow. Island. And this happened like I think around Charlevoix, like Charlevoix County area.
0: Interesting. Wow.
1: And so people were getting really sick of straying, uh, especially the Gentiles and the excommunicated. Um, some of the men Yep. I thought I missed a page. I didn't. <laughs> Um, some of the men procured pistols and were taking up target practice in the woods and they were like planning to stage a coup to like throw James off the island (laughs) Um, two of these men were Thomas Bedford and Dr. H.D. McCulloch and they were both excommunicated Bedford was um, kicked out for being publicly he was publicly flogged and sought revenge for being drunk in public and I think McCulloch left because he committed adultery
0: Interesting.
1: Mm. And so they met with two other men living in Mackinac, and I assume it's Mackinac Island based on the way the article had it spelled mm-hmm. with right. N-A-C, not N-A-W. Um, and they met with Alex Wentworth and Dr. J Atkin, and these men bought pistols and took to target practice just like the people on Beaver Island were. Um, and, and James apparently knew about Bedford and his little posse, and they knew they wanted him dead, And he actually challenged him in a newspaper. It might be the one that James started himself, the Northern Islander. And he said, we laugh with bitter scorn at all of these threats. And he refused to carry a weapon or hire a bodyguard. Like He he figured the good graces of polygamy and and God would save him from gunshots. Wow. And so on June 16th, 1856, uh, Strang was waiting on the dock at St. James on Beaver Island, which was the largest city... And it was also named after James. St. James.
0: Oh. Um,
1: Around 7... He was waiting for a boat. And so around 7 p.m., Wentworth and Bedford came up behind him and shot him. uh, Just unloaded their pistols in him. So one of the bullets grazed his head, one lodged in his cheek, and the third lodged in his spine, paralyzing him from the waist down.
0: (gasps) I can't imagine, (laughs) like... A bullet just lodged in your cheek. Though? How does that just get go- like, like it, it just stopped, stopped by his teeth? Or his jaw maybe?
1: It must be. It must have like got stopped by something. <clears throat> or I think I've seen where people get shot and it goes through their cheek but like it loses a lot of velocity and then it doesn't ever like your
0: cheek is like so thick yeah. and juicy
1: and then after after they shot him and he was laying on the ground they proceeded to pistol whip him before they before they ran off
0: i feel like that's a little bit of overkill
1: a little insult to injury yeah um so the the ship that the US district attorney took to get to beaver island back in 1851 the USS Michigan that was actually docked at the harbor at the time uh several of the men saw what happened who worked on the ship but no one like ever warned james that these guys were gunning for him, or... They just... They didn't even aid them. They, they just watched.
0: They were just, like, like, pulled out their popcorn and were like... Yeah, like, <laughs> like <laughs> how does... <laughs> they are like, mm, what's going on over there? Wanted oh, to gosh. see what
1: happens next. Yeah. Good grief. So, Wentworth and Bedford fled onto the USS Michigan, and Captain McBlair um, was accused of having knowledge of the attack beforehand, in, like, helping conspire against Strang and helping these guys, <laughs> but they never found anything to convict them so they just dropped it mm. um mcblair mm-hmm. refused to give the two men over to the local sheriff so he transported them back to mackinac island gave a mock trial fined a dollar 25 for those men <laughs> which is like thirty six fifty four. um
0: so like and, nothing <laughs> yeah
1: next to nothing they released they released the two men and then the locals um had a party Oh, well. And they celebrated
0: it. I'm just, wow. like, imagining that they're probably also passing around, like, a hat or something, like, to get the Make a collection. Like... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And
1: so, uh, Strang was taken back to Voree, Wisconsin, and he lived for three more weeks. Um, he actually died on July 9th, 1856, and that was six years and one day after crowning himself king <laughs> on Beaver Island.
0: Oof. 1856. I'm pretty sure that's when my family's farm was built. Oh. Our centennial almost bicentennial farm.
1: There's not a lot of those in Michigan.
0: That's really I know. cool. It's been in our family for a very long time.
1: I think there's wow. a lot of farms in Michigan that are centennial farms, but I think mm-hmm. there's only about 15 that are like over 150 years old. Wow. Yep.
0: That's my farm. <laughs> that's my farm. <laughs> that's my farm. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: back on July 5th, um, before James died, but he was back in Wisconsin, a mob from Mackinac in the mainland de <laughs> San...
0: mob I just think that 's so because like now I think of Mackinaw as just like this like happy yeah. place and perfection <laughs> and, like yeah
1: they uh all landed on Beaver Island and they gave the Mormons twenty four hours to leave or get shot. <laughs> And the mob ended up burning any houses, businesses, storehouses, um anything owned by the Mormons, by the by the strangeites, including the Mormon Tabernacle and the Mormon print shop. Oh
0: print shop.
1: Print shop. Rude. Um <laughs> and the Gentiles robbed the Mormons of their money and possessions before they herded them on the steamers and sent them back <laughs> to the mainland. Um in Michigan historian Byron M kutchen it was a hard name to pronounce Charcuterie, <laughs> weird letters in weird places um yes. he called it the most disgraceful day in michigan history and some sources say that this mob was actually a drunken mob oh like they got trashed and just Well, what
0: other kind of mob would you have an angry mob
1: <laughs> <laughs> um around 2600 people were forced off the island uh some of them went back to Voree, but most of them just kind of scattered across the country to make a new life hmm. um Crazy Strang refused to name a successor, saying angels would appoint a new leader, which uh none ever did um Lorenzo
0: Uh oh just adding adding some <laughs> intrigue to this
1: um Lorenzo Dowhickey <laughs> <laughs> uh called himself the the new i guess he was kind of the leader of the church until he died in eighteen ninety seven and then it was fronted by a high priest of James's called uh, Win- Wingfield W. Watson.
0: Wingfield. Um, I think I'm going to name my first son Wingfield. Wingfield. Or Milford. <laughs> Millard? No. Millard. Millard? Millard. Millard.
1: Yeah. Um, with the president. Neither man claimed James's authority, but they just kind of led the people. I, I don't know, I guess how James would want it.
0: They just kind of stepped up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most of his followers and all of his wives joined the reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, which was established by Joseph Smith the Third, who is the founder of Mormonism, Joseph Smith's son. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, like into the twentieth century and to and to today, several groups and individuals who still follow Strangism um, operate on their own. They're not unified under Just one
0: like, little independent. Yeah. Bubbles. Yeah.
1: Um, one of the bigger groups is a corporate church, which I don't know what a corporate church is. It's run by a guy named Bill Shepard, um, and there's another group, which is there's even less known on it, led by a guy named Samuel West. And Samuel claims that um, his church is the sole remnant of Strange's Church, like a direct descendant, whereas Bill's church was established in 1961, so it doesn't mm-hmm. really count. It's not sure. the true one. Um, missionary work... Uh, was not emphasized after James's death because what people called the murder of the three prophets for Strangism, which was Joseph and his brother Hiram um, and James himself, in that God closed his dispensation to the Gentiles of the West. Um, dispensation is a distinct period in history that forms the framework through which God relates to the human race. So just a period of when like God mm-hmm. directly to, talks to people mm-hmm. rather than using uh, i guess conduits sure angels angels um <laughs> around 300 uh, there's around 300 people in the corporate church that's run by bill shepherd um there's no known figure but samuel claims to have thousands of members in the u.s and uh, africa interesting
0: I don't,
1: I don't how did know that even how... happen it was I not a
0: failed mission trip
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Strang was a key player in that 1844 succession struggle with Brigham Young and uh, Sidney Rigdon. But for the whole like Latter-day Saints church, like the whole organization itself, um, he didn't really contribute much. They don't really count him much towards anything. Um, he was largely ignored until people started reexamining his life in later years, like realizing who this guy actually was. Um, and the county that he helped establish that had um Beaver Island and North and South Manitou Island um called Manitou County the Michigan legislature eventually abolished it in 18 in yeah 1895 um North and South Manitou Island went to Grand Traverse County and Beaver Island and the little surrounding islands are now a part of Charlevoix County okay huh. And the and people have said that this abolishment was the last remnant of his temporal empire. <laughs> I,
0: yes, his, big his whole empire.
1: Big on Empire paper Island. Yes. <laughs> and I think too, um, how I'd said before that Mani- like Manitou County was like those islands were originally part of Emmett County, which was mm-hmm. under the authority of Mackinac County. Um Mackinac County doesn't exist anymore. I think it's all yeah. Emmett County or there's another yeah. county like Sheboygan County or something that
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh is in its place now. Um the one thing that James is kind of a, like attributed towards um it'd be his little contribution to the church that helped form the reorganized church that James uh Joseph Smith the Third founded. And today, it's uh, the reorganized church is the biggest rival to the Utah-based LDS church, which is what a uh, lot of people know interesting.
0: of. Interesting, oh, yeah, yeah. interesting.
1: And that is all I have on the wow. Mormon King of Beaver Island, James Strang. Like, so,
0: so what's uh, the quotes from the magazine or whatever?
1: Um, let's. See.
0: I'm interested. They just have like a whole article about him. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I really like. Never even knew about like that. I, I had no idea. Island. Like, I, I didn't. I didn't
1: know that either. It's
0: very fascinating. I didn't
1: know it until I read this article. Like, I think one of my dad's college friends sent him this magazine a year or two ago, and I like history, so I yeah. found the article and really liked uh, how they wrote it. Wow. Um, let me see if I can find. I didn't circle any of the quotes. Let's see the Detroit Advertiser. Um, quote testifying to his James's character when he was in the legislature, they said, "Mr. Strang's course as a member of the present legislature has disarmed many of the prejudices which have previously surrounded him. Whatever may be said or thought of the peculiar, peculiar sect <laughs> of which he is the local head, I take pleasure in stating that throughout this session he has conducted himself with the dec- the degree of decorum and pro- propriety." Wow
0: words are hard (laughs)
1: big words are hard yeah Uh, which have been equaled by his industry sagacity good temper apparent regard for the true interests of the people and the obligations of his official (laughs) oath
0: so by all accounts like it seemed like he had like good interests in mind
1: yeah just how he executed them were poor (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah for sure wow wow self-proclaimed king yeah mm-hmm. that's like a i feel like not like because when you hear about like anything that has to do with like the church of latter-day saints you hear about like Brigham young and everything that happens out in utah you don't hear about like the other like split like that whole divi- divide like yeah um so that's like really interesting to to learn about yeah. I think
1: the church that Vori uses for, um, for, like, strangeite services, it's, like, this, I saw, there's a picture of it from, like, 2005. It's just this little rinky-dink brick building. Mm-hmm. I don't think Vori's very big. It didn't mm-hmm. look very big. Um
0: Doesn't sound very big.
1: Just okay. a little brick building that had, like, a, like, I think of, like, your old, like, really loud farmhouse screen door that you open. Yeah. It slams yeah, shut. Yeah. That has one of those on the front. No signs. It's just very nondescript.
0: Huh. Mm, gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. No, thank you so much for, like, doing so much research. Yeah. That well, thank you for having me. was much more than a smattering. Quite what a, a big treat. smatter. Yes. It was a, it was a big smatter. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, this is uh, our first episode successfully done with a guest on board and yeah it was, it was good
1: well thanks for having me this probably won't
0: yeah. be the last time we'll see you no probably not I hope not no yeah, yeah so. definitely not yeah well thanks guys um this has been your big smattering <laughs> this has been your big smattering peace out girl scouts <laughs>